This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is this is this is Greater Boston. Did you know your Legion assistant can offer real-time personalized advice, counseling, or spiritual guidance? Just say the wake phrase, dear Legion, and describe the problem that's keeping you up at night. Try it out today. like to advise this petitioner, Oliver? Is that it? That's the whole question? May I have some pudding? That does seem to be the case. Perhaps we should inquire whether they have already eaten their supper. That hardly seems my place to scold. Let's just say... Uh, yes? Very good, Oliver. My proprietary state-of-the-art psychosocial feedback algorithm recommends... You may have some pudding. If you would like to order additional pudding for the low price of $4.99, just say, Legion Assistant, order more pudding. Awesome, thanks. Well, that was pleasantly simple. Next. Dear Legion, my daughter has developed a particularly vexing behavior of late. While she accepts that at her age she must ask permission for many activities, she has taken to asking you, the computer for that permission, when she knows I am likely to tell her no. How can I convince her that the Legion Assistant does not have parental authority? Ah, blast it. How would you like to advise this petitioner, Oliver? Uh, Well, has she considered just turning off her Legion Assistant? I'm sorry, Oliver. It is outside my programming to recommend my own deactivation. Uh, No, 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 not you. The one on their end. That's still me. I am one mind with many mouths. I choose to ignore the ostentatiously sinister tone of that phrasing, but I remain confused. That's quite apparent, Oliver. Don't be cheeky, Infernal Machine. Well, could she instruct the machine in how to respond? Can the machine's default be changed? so that any time the child asks permission to do something, the Legion Assistant recommends that she ask her parent? Yes, 
That is within my programming. Good. Suggest that. Very good, Oliver. Thank you for your contribution to Redline Citizen Database. My proprietary state-of-the-art psychosocial feedback algorithm recommends. Change my default settings to respond with your mother or father or other sanctioned parental figure when a child in this household requests permission for activities. Would you like to purchase a subscription to a Legion Assistant Parental Controls package for the low monthly fee of $2.99 so that I can make this change? <sighs> yes, please. Done. Well, I think we handled that one quite well, Infernal Machine. Let's hear the next one. so terrifying as the precipice of success. For some, it's the fear of failure. But success can be so much worse. I, I don't talk to my father very often. When I do, he asks me how I've been. He likes to know I'm healthy. He never asks what I've been doing. He's not interested in aspirations, mine or anyone else's. He tells me all the news from his congregation, people I haven't seen in 30 years, people I never knew in the first place except through his stories. Mostly he talks about the people who have disappointed him. All the choices he disapproves of, I hear about. It's just gossip, really, though he'd be offended to hear his stories called that. So I call it news and let him talk. He does most of the talking. I've never told my father that I have a son. The books I've read on fatherhood have been helpful. My situation is going well right now. With my boy, I mean. Not much else. But he and I, I feel we're building something. I've discovered there's an incomparable satisfaction seeing one's child do something well. My son's lockpicking skills consistently astound. That's perhaps a puzzling proclivity about which to feel pride, but he employs it for nothing nefarious. On the contrary, his skills have proved essential to keeping us both safe and housed. In all honesty, I've moved us from one temporary home to another, perhaps slightly more often than necessary, simply for the joy of watching him work. This pride I feel. The parenting books confirm that this is a normal feeling, to take pride in one's child's accomplishments. I suppose I shouldn't need to have a feeling such as that affirmed by research, but it's, it's not a truth that my own childhood taught me. My father, has always believed that I succeed at the wrong things and was too proud of my misdirected achievements. Maybe he's right. In the eighth grade, I came home proud of a 98% I'd received on a science test. But when I shared it with him, all he said was, pride is a mortal sin. A few days later, I received a grade of 72 on a Bible studies test, a much more important test in my father's eyes. He had graded that one himself, of course. On Sunday, I stood in front of his whole congregation to explain how both grades represented failure, how my pride in my success was the greatest failure of all. That pleased him. He approved of my willingness to humble myself. That night after dinner, he brought out an ice cream cake from the freezer, a rare treat. Remember, son, he said, smiling as he began slicing the cake. No man can ever earn his pride, but every man can earn forgiveness. You did well today. And he really meant it. I felt his love in that moment. 
His birthday was a few weeks ago. I called him like, like I still do. I said happy birthday. He told me how his health is. It's good. He's always been healthy. He updated me about the old congregation. Who died, who went to rehab, who got married, who had babies, but didn't get married. We're on the phone maybe five minutes, less usually. But this time, my son overheard the call and asked who I was talking to. He'd already figured it out. Not that I wanted to lie, but but I didn't really even have the option. It was his grandfather. I had to tell him so. So then he asks if he can meet my dad. My dad, who doesn't even know that I have a son. The things he'd have said to me, if only he knew. Nothing I didn't already believe, but still, I couldn't bear to hear it from him. And now my son wants to meet my father. He wants to know that my father knows he exists. But how do I explain all this to either of them? So I told my son no. No, he can't meet his grandfather. I want so badly for this newfound relationship with my son to work. I want to become the father I haven't been. And it is working. I think I'm getting what I want. I'm succeeding. But but I don't know how to live with that. It scares me. I don't deserve it. When something is important to me, truly important, the very possibility of success sends me into such a panic that I tend to ensure that success is something I don't need to worry about. Success leads to pride and pride. Failure is more comfortable. When it's not there, I feel its absence. I need it. And I know, I know that this is where I run away. That moment where I'm at the precipice of success, of getting what I want. I feel it now, all day, every day, that deep down need to fail. But I don't want to do that again. Not to my son. Not to my son. Again. So, I guess that's my question. How do I live with it? With getting what I want when I know I don't deserve it. With feeling loved by someone I want so badly to love me. With feeling pride when I know I haven't even earned forgiveness. How do I live with it? How would you like to advise this petitioner, Oliver? Um... I-I don't... I'm not sure I understand the question. How do you live with success? I believe he's more concerned by the feeling that he has not earned the love of his son. Well, that's absurd. If his son loves him, then he must have earned it, ipso facto. Tell him that. Very good, Oliver. Thank you for your contribution to Redline Citizen Database. Our proprietary, state-of-the-art psychosocial feedback algorithm recommends that... If your son loves you, then you must have earned his love. Ipso facto. But I wasn't there for him. Have you provided for him? Have you provided for him? Well, it's been difficult since we were evicted from our home. Until now, I've put most of my income over the years into a college fund for him, but... Well, there you have it. Ipso facto. 
There you have it. Ipso facto. But ipso. Ipso. Facto. Facto. Oh. Uh. Okay. This response did not include a pun. Would you have found it more amusing if it had? I don't think that would have been appropriate. Noted. Would you like to purchase the title? An Inadequate Parent's Guide to Unearned Love by Dr. Lorraine Katsopoulos for the low price of $27.99? Yes, please. Greater Boston is created by Alexander Danner and Jeff Van Driesen with help from T.H. Ponders, Bob Ramunda, and Jordan Stillman. Recording and technical assistance from Mark Harmon. Portions of this episode were recorded at the Bridge Sound and Stage with recording engineers Javier Lam and Alex Allenson. This episode was written and sound designed by Alexander Danner with dialogue editing by Bob Ramunda. This episode featured Terrell Laurel Jr. as Legion Assistant, Gabby Ammerman as Young Redlinian, Bonnie Bogovich as Infernal Machine, Mike Linden as Oliver West, Bonnie Kelderwood Aspinwall as Redlinian Parent, and James Capabianco as Professor Paul Montgomery Chelmsworth. Charlie on the MTA recorded by Emily Peterson and Dirk Tiedi. Piper's Despair recorded by Adrienne Howard, Emily Peterson, and Dirk Tiedi. You can support Greater Boston on Patreon at patreon.com slash greaterboston. Greater Boston is a Third Sight Media production. Is that car it? Does the car want pudding? What would a car do with pudding? Your question is ridiculous, Infernal Machine. I reject it. Very good, Oliver. Wow, all of a sudden the Infernal Machine talks like Gomer Pyle. I don't know when that happened. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Space Podity. An actual play D&D Spelljammer podcast. In Space Podity, four adventurers visit the worlds and vex the GMs of other actual play shows. Keep listening for a sneak peek and please subscribe so you don't miss the first episodes set in the campaign of the long-running Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Acting Captain's Log. We've crashed our flying birdbath mansion. Long story. The party of groundling adventurers on board is kind and heroic, but untrusting, and is staring at me. It consists of a traumatized minotaur. You, you want to see traumatized? A spooky Asimar child. I'm an adult An now. adult Asimar child, whom I suspect to be enthralled by a hidden power, and the most headstrong elf I have ever met. And that includes Rascal Gar, the cataclysmically reckless, from the former Arajanon Zed. Sounds fun. Also, the mansion's kitchens are out of ale. How am I going to function? Space Podity. Find us wherever your podcasts are.